0: Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, Founder and Director of Evolution Financial Planning. We hope you enjoy the show and please feel free to leave us a review. It really does help. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram or head over to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk or our sponsor Evolution Financial Planning for Regulated Advice www.volutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast.
1: Hey, 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 it's Rebecca here and welcome to this show, this week's podcast show. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I've actually recorded this show once already. So I'm going to try and do it just if once again, you would have missed my cat interrupting. He was walking in front of the screen and trying to curl up in my coat. All kinds of things. Um, to You've missed out on that. Um, basically, the audio wasn't working so I used my my mic and everything as a normal like I'd done last time but something couldn't didn't quite work I'm hoping as I'm talking to you now that this is actually gonna come through on the audio so I'm having to because I was late recording that one I should have recorded that show weeks and weeks ago I only recorded it on Friday it's now Sunday and this is due to go out this coming Friday I don't normally record these quite so last minute But anyway, you could be listening to this at any time. So who really cares about all of that, right? I'm waffling. I'm just going to get cracking with my content and what I'm talking to you about this week. What I want to start doing, however, is start giving you a little bit of a what's going on with me update. I think sometimes I think that's something I want to change about this this new lot of podcasts so that's going to change depending on when i'm recording it fridays was one version today is a different version but yesterday i went to a conference one of many uh conference it's a conference for women i've known the community for about eight eight or nine years maybe as long as that definitely seven and they have conference once a year <laughs> excuse me and i've actually been through their Lead the Change Programme, which is a year-long programme, which is four retreats over a year with 12 months coaching, one-to-one coaching as well as other stuff. I wanted to go back and plug into that community and see lots of people give them lots of cuddles and just give them a little bit of a hug. But if you're somebody that is into personal development, but maybe you've not done tonnes of it, um, but you want to get more involved in it and you want to understand more about what triggers you, what affects you, the trauma of that, what's involved with that, then I would definitely recommend, there's lots of things, lots of podcasts that you can listen to. There's lots of, mine included, um, lots of books you can read, of course. There always is. But you can't really be a community of women that are all under the same sort of ethos and goals and focus. So I thought I'd just pick something from my notes, which I thought, What well, for me, I one thing I picked out is that why don't I care for myself better? It's a real underlining, like, I just think, oh, I want it. I want that chocolate. (laughs) I I want that takeaway. I'll have it. Whereas I know that I shouldn't. Why don't I? There's a little bit about um, masculine and feminine energy. And one of the ones I really, really like is, excuse my language, is it's like this triangle. I forget what they call it, but at the top you have a bitch. At the corner you have a victim, and then the other corner you have a martyr. If you think about an argument that you've had with someone recently and how you reacted to it or how they reacted to it often we either one of us go into one of those stances or in our head we we do um, and we say these things in our head and we we sort of play that out Um, and I find myself that I've don't necessarily react and tr- tr- as trigger to things anymore but I certainly uh, put myself to the bottom of the list and therefore I become a martyr for that as a mother I think we seem to see, see, look after everybody else and then work the rest out later but I'm a lot long a lot further along the journey than what I was seven years ago that was super interesting I was sitting there realizing how far I've actually come and we talk about fill the well before you can help others and support the world and help the community and all the rest of it. Um, you have to feel the well. So go and check out one of many. Uh, they're an amazing community of women and they may have a retreat or an online course that might be suitable for you. Oh, so, that's a little update of what I, what I did yesterday. But this week we're talking about pensions versus ISAs. It's not so not so te- too sexy. Um, next week, which I might do today, I might do in the week. I'll see how my week goes, how this goes, <laughs> how, how much work I get done. I've got so much more work to do today. On a Sunday, I'd never work weekends. Usually, it's just uh, we've got we're just really busy at the moment where we've changed networks, which is a whole other story. But, um, I think I'm going to talk about charging in business and charging your worth and the general sort of how you charge for things. And I think I'm going to talk a little bit about that pricing, sales, that kind of stuff. I haven't yet figured that out, but anyway. For now, I'm going to talk about pensions and ISAs. One of the questions that a lot of people come to me with are, should I do a pension? Should I do an ISA? So I'm not giving you regulated advice with this little chit-chat. I am going to be giving you generic information that you can find on the internet anywhere, but I'm just going to be condensing it and putting it into Rebecca words, uh, which I'm told um, I can do very well by making it really simple and easy to understand in I don't like to use the word layman terms, but I think that sounds really condescending. I see myself as a layman um, and I think I'm actually, Simon Sinek said this, he always asks really stupid questions because he thinks that, not that he thinks he's stupid, but he doesn't think he's that intelligent. He asks really simple questions, but actually it's the question that everyone else is thinking. I'm a little bit like that when it comes to explaining things. I have to understand it really, really well in very simpleton terms in the most granular way. But then once I've got it, I can explain it really well. Where should we start? The first thing to mention is with pensions, it's a longer term investment. It doesn't have to be, but the principles of the tax wrapper, that it, as it stands, is a longer term investment. So you can have an ISA and a pension running for exactly the same amount of time. They can run for 20 years, 30 years, however long you want to. Um, but the principle of an ISA um, is a shorter term investment in terms of the tax benefits is certainly as well whereas a pension is meant to be for older later life but financial advisors in terms of our wealth planning we don't always cut and dry black or white one or the other yes we prioritize one usually pensions for the tax benefits but ISAs also have um, equally good tax benefits and they can actually for client's work quite well in tandem together but it depends on how much money you've got and how much you what your objectives are so that's obviously again this is generic information it does depend on your individual circumstances i haven't turned my phone off so i will turn that off pensions are a long-term investment Um, you can't touch them until you are either 55 or 57 the rules change depending on when your birthday is um, so if you land you land on your birthday before 2028 20, then you can um, retire at 55 Later than that it's then changed to 57. So it depends on where you are right now if you're coming up to a 55th birthday in the next four or five years that's the first thing but if you are investing long term and you are 20 30 years away from retirement, um, and we're wanting to draw on this money. Retirement isn't the same as what a lot of people used to think it is. People used to see retirement as a, you know old age knitting. It's not like that anymore. Uh, one of my clients goes skinny dipping, naked skinny dipping, all over the world, and travels all all over all over the place. I think she's going to the Congo soon. um So it's not uh, as it used to be. And then I have other people that run businesses that they just scale back and they just do things slightly differently for a period of time, and then they might go and do another project, and they might do a bit of traveling and. It's not as it's not as linear as it used to be. I mean, when uh, my nan retired, she did a lot of knitting, and I used to enjoy it with her. Actually, so, no offence meant about the knitting. Um, it's a Sunday, so you hear my relaxed tone, and I'm not half asleep, but just not in work mode. with normally I'm recording these in between lots of work stuff, so I'm like in this get stuff done sort of tone of my voice uh, today's Sunday. So I'm a little bit more trellax. Yes, so longer term investment. And whereas an ISA, you would say it's a minimum of five years. And that's a stocks and shares ISA, not a cash ISA. Cash ISA, you can transfer into a stocks and shares ISA. Um, but obviously it's cash, um, which at the moment, um, interest rates aren't too bad, but they are short short term uh, uh, sort of view on the not long term. The tax benefits of a pension, um, as a business owner, um, are that if you pay money into a qualifying pension and it's a qualifying um, contribution then it can effectively reduce your profit in the business, therefore effectively reduce your corporation tax that you have to pay because otherwise it would sit there as profit and you pay tax on it. But that's especially important if you're um, just now in 2023 to 2024 tax year, turnover to over 250,000, obviously the tax um, it code has, has increased to 25%. Below 250,000, it's 19%. That's can save you a lot of tax, right? Um, the allowances that are allowed to pay into the pension as a limited company business owner for this tax year is 60000 the previous tax year was 40000 obviously minus any previous contributions, and you can backdate up to three previous tax years, um, and that applies for anybody, in fact, the backdating part that's a, that, that can be a better way than um, paying dividends paying income to yourself and then paying it into an ISA because then you're paying dividend tax and then you're paying it into an ISA however if you've maxed out your pension then that would be possibly something to consider to draw the money out pay the dividend tax on it and then invest it into an ISA the if you're employed and you're paying into a pension then obviously that's still tax deductible and um, however if you were to pay income tax on it and you were employed or self-employed or a limited company owner. Um, Whether the money came from, you had personal money. Maybe it was just accumulated from income that you've got from the business, from your job, bonuses, whatever. You can make a personal contribution to a pension and you get tax relief. Effectively, you get money added to that pension for free by the government. You don't have to do anything. They just add money to it for free. So that can be a really great way to make more your pension do more for you. Now, there's swings and roundabouts because you can actually, we well, obviously you'll be taxed on that as an income tax later when you draw out on the pension, which I'll come on to in a second. Um, but it still means that that money is accumulating over a number of years. That can have a massive compound effect. But it's a good thing to have still. Whereas with, a, with an ISAR, um, you can put the money in, there's no tax relief. But later on, if you draw it out, there's no capital gains tax, there's no income tax to pay. they are the most obvious differences. They're not necessarily investment-wise invested terribly different. There are some slight slight changes in terms of the horizon that investment managers are using. But it's not necessarily that you're completely invested hugely differently. If you have one fund that's like a Vanguard tracker and you've got your pension and your ISO in it, they're pretty much doing the same thing. It's just a slight tweak on historic horizon, or sorry, not her- historic, on the horizon of that particular fund. But generally, they're the same. So if you've got money, sort of personal money that's inherited, or it's you know you haven't sold something, um, maybe it's you sold a property, for example, and you've got excess or you downsized, you can pay that money into a personal contribution into a pension or an ISA. You can do both, but you get the tax relief on the pension. When you draw out from a pension later on, as I mentioned, ISAs, you don't get taxed on anything. ISAs, you get 25% tax relief. So you get basically, you can take up all of it if you want to, but you'll pay tax on it. 25% you can take tax free. So this is where ISAs and pensions can actually work quite well together, especially if you've got larger amounts to invest. Because then when you come to draw on it later and you're going to then go into a higher tax income tax bracket, taking some from ISAs, some from pensions can be a good way. There used to be a, a limit on how much you could pay in as a whole over your lifetime into a pension. As of currently, that's now been uh, abolished. But I, um, w- where that lands in the future, who knows? Um, with a pension, you can, as I mentioned, do 60,000 up to 60,000 a year. That's a, If you're not a, a salaried director, you're employed by a company, then that is 100% of your salary capped at this tax year, 60,000 previous tax year, 40,000 if your salary was 15 you can pay in 15 if your salary was 20 you can pay in 20 if your salary was 40 you can pay in 40 and this year if it was 60 you can pay in 60 but whatever it is it's capped at that level Um, so what it says on your tax return what it says on your um pay slips matters and obviously what you pay into your existing contributions into pensions counts as well with an ISA you can pay in 20 grand a year and that's it that's not changed. They're the main differences. Now, the only thing to mention is inheritance tax planning. So inheritance tax, obviously there are allowances. You have um, a nil rate band. Each individual person, if you're a married couple, that transfers to each other. Um, and then there's also a residential nil rate band. Um, so most people that have got properties near the 900 million mark, anything over and above that, if they're a married couple and the second person dies, um, when the second we all know we're going to die, right? Um, no one's living forever just yet. Um, we haven't got figured that one out and nor has anyone, um, any AI figured that one out yet. Um, and I hope they don't, if I'm honest, I don't want us to be vampires. Um, completely changed subject there. Um, inheritance tax. So, um, money that goes into a pension doesn't sit, it sits outside of your estate for inheritance tax. That can be up 40% over that allowance. Anything over and above that you end up paying 40% tax on. So, and this is obviously a very brief nutshell. I'm not giving you a really technical um, description here. I'm just sort of trying to keep it short and sweet. So anything over and above that, you'll pay 40% tax on But Your pension, you don't, if you've got a property that's worth quite a lot of money, you then don't want to be paying 40% tax, right, on your pension if you was to pass away. It used to be years ago that when you died, your pension died. That that doesn't happen really much anymore unless you've got a really, really, really old pension. But the, the, this pension itself sits outside of your estate, And after the age of 75, the person inherited when they inherit it, or when they um, they will then pay a income tax at their marginal rate of tax, so whatever their tax rate is at that time. With an ISA, it does sit in your estate. So if you've got all your money in, um, your, if you've got a very large lot of property or a lot of um, assets, um, then that ISA portfolio, over time, if you're putting 20 grand a year in, um, will be worth a lot of money on your passing, that will all fall under your estate for inheritance tax. Really, as you can hear, it depends on how much money you've got to play with, how much money that you have each month spare, um, what your overall tax position is, your income tax position, and also your inheritance tax liability, potentially. Um, so there's quite a few different things to consider when it comes to whether you should do an ice or a pension, but I hope some of these nuggets of information have given you a little bit of a stance on what's right for you. At the end of the day, from a hierarchy of needs, before we start investing, which is technically what is what an ISA is, it's like in the investment portfolio, and that's at the highest end. What we should be planning for is our retirement, and ISAs can be a tool towards that if we've maxed out the other pension um, tools that are available. It's always looking at how um, what's what's our retirement um, age, and when do we want to retire? Are are what we're doing right now enough to fulfil that? And unfortunately, statistically speaking, this is worse for females. Basically, we're not putting enough into our pensions. And it means that if you don't have, if you don't have a property, there's an aeroplane going above it. I'm not sure if you can hear it. But if my windows, my doors open, it's a sunny day today. As you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, my, the, the, the video, um, you can see there's a lot of sun coming in. Sorry, slightly distracted there. And I'm so chilled out for Sunday. I've actually got to try and do some work in a minute. I'm not sure how I'm going to manage that. Um, yes. Yeah, so what was my point? Oh, my goodness. I should get someone to, to edit this stuff out, shouldn't I? I don't. I don't tend to. I just think crack on. It's just I try to be authentic in these things and you know, have I've got no makeup on. Just to try and show up as me, really. But I'm gonna take a second, one minute, have some hold music or something when my brain ticks over. I was saying. Someone's shouting, going about inheritance tax planning. Oh, pension contributions. We're not paying enough. This is worse for women. And um, we think like putting two or three percent in will do it. Maybe if we're like twenty one, um, but if your income is low, then the, that percentage is in a year. You're only putting a couple of grand in a year. It's not going to be enough. If you, want your, if you want to retire, um, and you, if you're going to have rent to pay or mortgage to pay when you retire, then it's it's very, very tricky. Um, you really do need to have not only your state pension, which is probably going to be closer to 70 before I can get, get, actually get it, um, but that's a couple of hundred grand, that sort of nine grand a year income. You don't think, oh, that's not enough. Not enough. But that is a couple of hundred grand of a pension because we are living longer. And that's a whole other subject. It's really, really worth digging out your pension information, seeing what you're paying into um, and seeing if it's actually working for you. Now, I um, get in touch with our sponsors, Evolution Financial Planning, which I'm the director of. Um, go to www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk. Booking a call with my, me and myself and my team. Um, and we will happily um, talk to you about your pensions and if they're in the right place for you. Obviously, that's a regulatory. We're quite qualified and registered independent financial advisors, um, which is what we're regulated to actually advise on. But otherwise, dig it out, have a look, and see if
0: it's working for you. Sending you lots of love. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. For further help or to connect with Rebecca directly, please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book, and how to further maximize your wealth. Our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning, for regulated advice on pensions, investments, mortgages, insurances on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast.